0: Welcome back to the Autism Helper Podcast Summer Series on Classroom Setup. So we are continuing with Step 1, Organization and Planning. Again, these episodes are to help you brainstorm and get ready for the next school year. In this episode, I'm going to share a list of types of centers, stations, or areas in your classroom that you can have. Within a self-contained or life skills room, I highly recommend doing center-based small group instruction. When the needs of your students are so different, whole group instruction is not always a good fit. Because when you engage in whole group instruction with kids that have such a wide set of needs, you kind of shoot for the middle, right? Which means half the kids, it's way too easy and they're bored. And for the other half of the kids, it's way too hard and they're bored. When you have small group instruction, you can really individualize your academic planning. You can individualize what you're working on and differentiate as needed. So kids are not working on things that are way too hard or too easy. They're working on the skills at their level. So within a center-based small group class, your students are going to rotate between different centers or areas in your classroom. And there are a lot of different options on which centers you can have in your class. Now, I'm going to kind of give a brain dump to you of all of the different options. Actually, not even all of the different options, just some of the popular options of different centers to have in your classroom. You absolutely cannot have all of these because you don't have a classroom the size of a gymnasium, right? But I want this to get some ideas going in your head and get the wheels turning, thinking about which centers will be a good fit for the needs of your students and their IEP goals. Because that's where we really want to start from. What are their needs? What are their goals? And what centers then do I need to accomplish all of those goals? So let's get started. So first up, maybe you have a circle time or a morning meeting area in your classroom. This area could also function as a group work area, a direct instruction area, a read-aloud carpet area. It could be a multitasking section. But I highly recommend having either a circle time or a morning meeting or morning group in every grade level. Now, how it looks and what you do in those groups are going to be very different depending if you're early childhood or junior high, high school, but having that time to center your day is really key. In your early childhood grades, you can definitely build it out similar to a kindergarten, first, second grade circle time where you go over calendar and weather and you build in lots of great academic skills. And in the older grades, I really want you to think about what your kind of morning routine looks like. When you wake up, what do you do? Maybe you check your email, you check your calendar, you check the weather to see how to dress. When you walk into your classroom, you say hi to your coworkers, ask them how their evening was right? We have that social check-in. Those are the same things you can do with your students. Check in on your calendar. What's going on today? What new things are coming up? Talk about the weather. Talk about maybe current events or the news. Talk. About, have a social check-in. Like maybe you, when you wake up, you scroll Instagram or Facebook. I do that, right? See how things are going, doing. See what's going on in the world. See how your friends are. Those are great things to do in more of an advanced level circle time morning meeting. Another area of your class that you definitely want to have is a direct instruction area. I call this teacher time or group work, however you want to call it. Basically where the teacher is working either one-on-one or in small groups with students. This is where you'll work on IEP goals, assessments, all that great stuff. Then maybe you want a paraprofessional run station. This is basically just a para version of your direct instruction area. Here, your paraprofessionals can work on IEP goals, they can help you with assessments, they can do group work, they can build independent skills, but the paraprofessional is running that area. I have had personally so much success setting up a paraprofessional run station. Uh, Paras have really taken ownership of
1: that area and really, really gotten into the skills that they've worked on with students. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Then maybe you want a fluency area. I have this
0: high on my list because this is one of my favorite centers to set up when I do a classroom consult. Fluency instruction is accuracy, looking at at building skills with accuracy and speed. A fluency center in the classroom has different fluency goals for all of your learners. I'm not going to get too much into exactly what fluency instruction looks like or that center looks like. We have a bunch of blog posts about it on our website. But I love setting up a fluency center because it's not a lot of prep. You need the goals and the flashcards. It's very easy to train a staff member to do, or you could even have students run this independently. Then you want an independent work center. You maybe want multiple independent work centers, whether this is a three-bin work task, whether these are a numbered box work task, whether this is just a puzzle time area. You likely want multiple areas that your students can work independently. Another center you may want is a science and social studies center. This is one I've started adding into classrooms somewhat recently because I've heard from teachers, oh my gosh, I get to my math and language arts goals consistently, but I tend to forget about science and social studies. If that's you, make a center for science and social studies and have that be where you work on those skills. Do you want a technology center? Computer, iPads, Chromebooks. This can be academic focus as opposed to a reinforcer. Then do you need a break time area, a play time area? Is this student directed or teacher directed? Maybe you want two different ones, especially if you're early childhood. You might want that play area that's just like go zone out, be by yourself, do what things you want to do, and then a play area that's teacher directed where you're engaging in natural environment teaching. Do you want a quiet reading area or a book or library area? This is great, again, for maybe another independent area of your classroom that is still academic-based. How about a drawing or an art area? I love this for the afternoon. I always, when I talk scheduling, I say put as much of your academics in the morning. Leave your afternoon for social skills, independent work, generalization. And art is a great way to work on generalization. For some of your independent or guided practice areas, you could set these up as academic focused. You could have one area that's just math centers, and that's an area that students go check in, do a math center, and leave. You could have reading or writing centers. Again, these could be independent that students do on their own or they do with the help of an adult. Do you need a group time area where you work on games, where you work on social skills, where you work on communication skills? Do you need a sensory center? Think about what your approach to sensory is going to be. Is this going to be embedded into all areas of your day? Is this a separate area of your class where maybe more of the messy sensory things like moon sand or rice bins, things that need some adult support? Where is that and how do students get to go there? Can they request to go there? Is it on their schedule? If you teach junior high or high school, You could have a life skills center, a cooking center, areas where you can start to work on some of that vocational or community-based skills. All right, so I gave you a lot of ideas. These are not all of the options that you can have. If I missed one of your favorite centers, I want you to DM me. Go on Facebook, go on Instagram, DM me. and Be like, oh my gosh, my favorite center is blah, 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 and you missed this one because I want to share it with everyone. So start to make a list slowly. Think about what you had last year. Think about what you want to change, what you want to add, and start to figure out which centers you will have in your classroom. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.